the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Monday, April 23rd. This hour, serving the poor in Pittsburgh. Our guest is the Reverend Tom Hall from First Presbyterian Church downtown. And would a proposed law ban the Bible in California? We'll talk about it at 4.35. Time now for today's program. Here's John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon and greetings to you, April 23rd. Kathy, I think it's safe to say at this late date that spring is sprung. I'm wearing a spring shirt. Yes, you are. It's not a turtleneck for the first time in I don't know how long. And it's yellow. I thought it was sunny. Yes. I'm wearing a white shirt, which is neat. You can wear a white shirt in November. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'm not really all that impressed with your white shirt. I don't want to hurt your feelings no, or anything, but seriously, it's a white shirt. I mean, it's not black. I'm just, you know, it's good. But it's spring has sprung. Very nice. 70 degrees, sunny. Thanks for coming along on the Monday ride home. It's not the best thing about today, though. No. I'll agree with that 100%. Mm, uh, the, the best thing about today has to do with yesterday. Mm. <laughs> now, I was torn because I do not watch hockey or any, any sports at all like you do. So I Which watch is sad the game. for me. I, I wish you could be happier me like, too. My, like new Mike and I are. I, so you, I watch it in real time. You delay. I always do. Well, I, yes, I always delay because I can't stand to watch commercials. Right. So, But Mike, I, Mike you watch it live. I watch it live. Did you? Okay, so but, so you guys are on the same side. But I turn I turn my uh, volume my TV, down. My, my, my yeah, my TV volume down, and then I turn Mike Lang on. Is there a oh, delay? Oh, do you? Does, that that doesn't work time wise though, does it? You're right. There's a slight delay, but I can't I can't take Pierre Maguire. I don't mind him. Oh, so, oh my gosh. Oh no, I like Pierre. I'm good no, with Pierre. Uh, me too. No, I like Pierre. Yeah. As long as the pens are winning, I could care less who I'm listening to. Yeah, I kind of like Pierre. I'll tell you, I, I miss Paul Steigerwald a lot, though. Yes. Yeah, you know? me too. I mean, I, he wouldn't have been on yesterday's broadcast anyway because it was a national broadcast. But hey, good to see Edzo yes. yesterday on the broadcast. Mm-hmm, he's doing mm-hmm. really – I heard he's doing yeah. well. He looks great. I heard I heard no uh, no more chemotherapy at this point. Very nice. No, nothing. Yes. He's, you he's sound funky in there today. Do you sound – is something yeah. weird there going on? Yeah, I think it's my mic. You sound like you're like in Sgt. Pepper's. Think, maybe maybe Mike has the flu. I think Kenny this morning punched the mic real hard. He did not. Kenny would never punch anything. <laughs> no. Can you imagine Kenny Woods punching something? <laughs> no. Kidding me? He's like the most docile guy you ever want to meet. Seriously. Anyway, do um, you have any audio you can play for us, Mike, that can link us emotionally and experientially to oh, what happened yesterday? Of course. Okay, yeah, I'd there? like to hear something. Let's just uh, so- Under a minute left in the second. Mata's shot. Stopped by Neubert. It leaks through. And in! The Penguins have tied it! Just outstanding effort. Got some help from Patrick Hornquist as well on this shift. Is that 2-2? Early on, 2-2. That might have yeah. been 2-2. Uh-huh. to the blue line, go low to high, and mm-hmm. I think Getzel redirects this pass. Of course he did. Neubert. That was 25% of his output but for the day. Just a hard-working shift here late in the second for the Penguins. Injury today. A steal. Kessel right in a pass. Was that pretty? Was that uh, pretty? Was that one pretty? Yes. See, to be fair, that goal, 
I could have scored that goal. It's not true. No, no. Because no, you would have tried to shoot it, and you wouldn't have gotten it in. You I wouldn't mean, have passed it. Stick handle. Looks like Phil Kessel's going to shoot it. Phil Kessel. At the last second, gives it over to so Jay pretty. Kessel. Jay Kessel, what? And the Penguins have a lead. What a play by Kessel. He'll move in here on Couturier and take him down. A shot and a goal. Loved it. Loved it. Take him down. That's a bit of an understatement. Yeah. It's a hat trick. And the Penguins have a six to four lead. Oh yeah, very controversial goal for them. Is that a tripping call? It's hard. No, no, because he's going for the puck. It's not a trip, don't you think? That's what they well, thought. Well, if it would have been our side, you would have said it was a tripping call. You know that. Maybe seriously. Oh yeah. But he was going for the puck. I thought they might he call went the for the puck back. first. They did. Second playoff career hat trick. Hornquist in front. They score. Game over. That's four for Jake Gensel. Mm-hmm. Hornquist gloves a puck down and he buys time around. That was crazy. Right Four goal game. I can't even think of the last time I saw Ford. I know as a great goal scorer, you would tell all young players do exactly what gets Fabulous, huh? It's nice to relive that. Yeah, heck yeah. Isn't it? Okay, so there's a game tonight. But, but there was one more, right? No, he skipped ahead. Oh, you okay. Yeah. So there's a who, game. who scored the last goal? Um, Russ. That was an, Russ was, was a sheet. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Empty netter, right. Yeah. Just kind of floated down there. Bump, bump, bump. Bum, bum, bum. It was great. It sure was. It was so tense. I was sick. <laughs> but you were watching it live, so that made. I don't know if that makes it worse or better. I think it makes it a lot better. You you want to watch it live? Well, I mean, I, here's the thing. What I appreciate is that when when you're I, I had to take my daughter back to college yesterday. Yeah. Exactly during the game. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I, I didn't want to just listen to it. I needed right, to watch right, it. Right, right, right. So we came home at six thirty and then watched the game. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it is that in the moments of tension. The commercials don't exist, so you can so you, you don't have to have those three or four minutes of angst. No, 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 no. You know what I do, and I find that I do this during Steeler games is that I, I I simultaneously watch the game and then try to read the Sunday paper, and so I use the Sunday paper as a tool oh, or like, as a prop to help buffer me and guide me over. <laughs> so during the breaks, did your therapist teach you that? No, it's just self preservation. Okay. So then during the commercial breaks, I'll go back to my article mm-hmm. and I feel you know and then and then the game starts again and I'm back into it. Okay. I like Kudos it. To you. That's I like good. it works out. You're going to recommend that. that to the listening audience? Uh, uh, you can do it if you like. I'm okay. just saying it works for me, so that's how it is. All right. Speaking of something that works for you, yeah. um, we've been saluting National Poetry Month. We have been. Right? Only because John guilted me in front of the listening public um, and made me feel like I was less of a person for not liking poetry. And <laughs> I have to say. No, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What every time you describe that, it gets worse. you essentially slap me in the face and then say, "But I sure love this." So it kind of is disingenuous. It's a little. I love poetry, yeah. But I'm gonna slap John a couple of times. So pl- let me just say this on there. Uh huh. Stop. That's all. I just have to for people who are just no, joining no, us no, no, and don't no, realize where no. this came from. Every time that happens, I feel like I'm 12 and my big sister's yeah, yelling at me. Yeah, because because again, you said, Kath. You have a gap in your training. Kath, mm-hmm. is that not the reality? And has that gap not been closed? I feel like because the gap is closing of because of you. Because You're right. So please. Okay. I, feel, I gave you a gift. Okay. It's a positive, not a negative. Well, I'm happy to say, Holy you know, so I've committed smokes. myself to read a poem every day to try to close this gap yeah. that John has noticed in my training. <laughs> <laughs> and so each day on the program, Good I read a poem. Yeah. Um, today's poem comes from, an, I would say, an unlikely source. It does. I would say. It comes from the- The Land uh, of the Walking Dead. I w- uh, from the Patrick T. Lanagan. 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 <laughs> the Walking Dead. 
The Patrick T. Lanigan Funeral Home and Crematory, which is in Turtle Creek. Love those guys. Um, they have penned a poem in honor of yesterday's game. Kudos. Um, Mike, could I have my poetry music, please? In loving memory of the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> April 11th to April 22nd, 2018. <clears throat> the pen saw you getting tired. And the cup was not to be. And so they sent you home to Philly. Better luck in 2019. Your teary-eyed fans watched you and saw you skate away. Although they cheered you dearly, they could not help your play. Your season is now over. It's time to take a rest. Once again, the pens have proven that Pittsburgh is the best. That, yes. is, that is so beautiful. Patrick, that is so beautiful. Patrick T. Lanigan Funeral Home and Crematory um, mm. has produced this poem in honor of the death of the Philadelphia Flyers. Very nice. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's light a candle Thank and move you. on to the next round. Thank you. Let's go, Pence. Let us go, Pence. <laughs> if you'd like to see that poem, please find us on Facebook, The Right Home, with John and Kathy. Very nice. Okay, we've got a great show for you. We're going to go downtown in just a few minutes. Is it the oldest church in the city of Pittsburgh? It seemed, I don't know if it's the oldest, but for many decades, it was the primary church in Pittsburgh. Tom Hall will join us from First Presbyterian, downtown Pittsburgh. Stay with us. 101.5 WORD. Summer hasn't even officially begun, but already Word FM is talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list now at wordfm.com. Keyword tuitions. This is an amazing story about one of our own. His name is Guy Reschenthaler, and Western Pennsylvania is his home. Guy Reschenthaler volunteered for duty in the Iraq War. As a JAG officer in Iraq, Guy Reschenthaler prosecuted nearly 100 dangerous terrorists. But Guy Reschenthaler did something else. He successfully defended a Navy SEAL, falsely accused of misconduct. That's the kind of person Guy Reschenthaler is. If you need help, Guy is there. Here at home, we elected Guy Reschenthaler magisterial district judge, and then we elected Guy to the state senate. Guy Reschenthaler is a proven winner. He's also a proven conservative. Guy Reschenthaler believes life is a gift from God and must be protected. That's why he supported groundbreaking pro-life legislation and worked to defund Planned Parenthood. Guy Reschenthaler, a conservative champion for Congress. Conservatives for PA paid for and is responsible for this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.conservativesforpa.com You don't know when your AC unit will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini-duct units to heat and cool individual rooms. With flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees, Clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412-793-0661. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. 
Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Business is booming, and so is Christian Business Partners, where you'll find allies who share your values as you seek to serve God in and through your daily work. Now with seven chapters throughout the region, including new groups in Monroeville and Ambridge. Find weekly encouragement from 8.15 to 9.30 a.m. as you enjoy prayer and Bible study, fellowship, trade referrals, and make friends. Find your Christian business partners at cbp316.com. From First Presbyterian Church in downtown Pittsburgh, Reverend Tom Hall is with us. Tom, it's always a pleasure. How are you, sir? I'm great, John and Kathy. How are you all? Yeah, good to hear your voice, Tom. It's yeah, been a long can't time. Complain at all, Tom. Yeah, things are good. It's You're... Always good to talk to you. Now, you're busy down there at First Pres, but before we get into the busyness, Kath and I had a question. We were curious if, is First Presbyterian Church in downtown Pittsburgh, is it the first church? Was it the first church in the city of Pittsburgh? I, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I think the downtown churches each have a claim, um, depending on how you count. Um, depending on the date you say we were founded. Yes. Okay. But the Presbytery says we were 1784, but we say 1773 because that's when people were gathering and having prayer meetings and asking uh, for supply preachers. So we count from 1773. Yeah, wow. that makes sense to me, okay. 1773. And, and it, it just kind of depends. There was Christians there... Uh, for a long time, I sure. think the, one of the most interesting things was in 1758, remember what happened? <laughs> the uh, end of the French and Indian War? Okay. Uh, General Forbes, when he finally took Fort Duquesne from the French, he had a Presbyterian pastor as his chaplain named Charles Beatty. And Beatty held the first Protestant Thanksgiving service in the ruins of Fort Duquesne in wow. 1758. Wow. And some of those people, those soldiers that were there, became the founders of our church later. Oh, that's so cool. So, um, again, it depends on how you count. But I think we're if we're not the first, we're right up there. Wow. Well, Tom, it must be a real honor to be um, to, to be in leadership over a church that has that kind of lineage in the Pittsburgh area. But you know, things have changed so much, and da- you know, downtown Pittsburgh has had its peaks and valleys. Sure you know has. what I mean? It, it's certainly yeah. coming up to a peak again, um, and we it hope is. that it, it gets even higher. But talk about how things have changed. I mean, you've been there what five five years? Nine years. Nine years. Nine. What? Yes. Okay, so talk about your nine years. What have you seen changing in the city of Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh is just transforming before our eyes. Did you know, uh, a, couple, a couple years ago, I was with the, uh, some of the leaders downtown, and they said downtown is the fastest-growing neighborhood. And I mm. thought, I well, wait a minute, we, we are in the fastest-growing neighborhood in what many say is the most livable city in the country. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And I just can't believe that I was... But the grace of God called to this amazing church. Where would you put a church? Yeah. You'd put a church right in the middle of the fastest-growing neighborhood in the most livable city, <laughs> right where we've been since 1773. Outstanding. So then... it, It's really cool. But the thing is, just because the city is growing doesn't mean people go to church anymore. No. Back in the day when they built our current building as... Um, it's been there 115 years now. Um, 
113 years, I'm sorry. Um, it was part of the culture to go to church. Yes. And 8 out of 10 people went to church, and now maybe 1 or 2 out of 10 people go to church. Mm-hmm. So we have to be the city, we have to be the church for the city today. We have to make a difference in our neighborhood today, and I, I think we are. Nice. We're doing that. So then how does that change, to attract people to the church, maybe people who once attended church but have fallen out of the habit, or people who've never attended church? Does First Pres do something that um, might be out of the norm, that would be inviting and warm for people to come in and join you? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons for people to come and join us, and the main reason, of course, is Jesus Christ. We preach Christ. We preach Christ in everything we do and everything we say. Uh, We are Christocentric, (laughs) that's the word. Um, Jesus never goes out of style. People need the love of Jesus Christ. So it's not just and oh, by the way, my predecessors were some of the great preachers in America, and uh, I'm not I'm not that. I'm not in their league, but um, I do preach Christ in everything I do. Mm-hmm. But we have to show the love of Christ, and I think it's pretty clear that churches are not growing through programs or even great preaching. They're growing through individual relationships. People knowing people, people meeting people where they are, where they work, where they play, and just sharing the love of Jesus Christ one-on-one. I think that's what makes a difference today. Nice. Tom, tell us about Outreached Arms. So for you might remember that our church had a cafeteria, and it was a wonderful tradition downtown that was called Our Daily Bread, and for decades people could come and have a great home-cooked meal at lunch. But we found out that we weren't reaching people with that. Um, There really wasn't a strong mission component. And so we ended our relationship with a wonderful guy that was serving there for many years. It was a very difficult decision. And we started looking for ways to repurpose this cafeteria. Um, Everybody needs to eat. And about the time we did that, about three years ago, a, a nonprofit called Outreach Arms run by a wonderful, amazing lady called Sharon Boone came to me, and she said, you know, we've been serving outside for years on the Boulevard of the Allies. Hmm. Um, uh, There's a food line almost every night outside, and we have a dream of serving people inside where we can sit down with people, we can share the love of Christ, we can serve them a meal where they're out of the elements, and we can get to know them and build relationships with them. And since we had just ended our relationship with the the vendor in our cafeteria, we had this great big space. So for about three years now, uh, once a week, every Tuesday night, we serve about 100, 150 people, 150 guests, and 40 or 50 volunteers come to serve the meal. Wow. And it's, oh my goodness, it's just amazing. And Tom, these Uh, people are who? Where do they come from? They're hurting people from downtown. There are, a lot of them don't have homes. A lot of people are uh, low income. Um, just a, a lot of hurting people for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just this last Sunday, I preached on Jesus meeting, the risen Jesus meeting the disciples by the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And he reached out to them and he said, come and have breakfast. Mm-hmm. 
And when the disciples rowed the boat into the shore and they came to that campfire where Jesus had food cooking, um, John says, none of them dared ask him who he was because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus is revealed over a meal. Jesus reveals himself over a meal, and that's what we see happening in the church. I love this. Talk about what... It's fantastic. Yeah, what's it been like inside your church community, you know, being involved in that process? It's transformative. It's absolutely transformative because, you know, when we had a contractor using our cafeteria, we really didn't, couldn't use our kitchen. And so we hadn't had um, home-cooked church meals in a long time. And we're, we've been doing that again, and we've been serving each other with our own hands. There's something about serving each other with your own hands mm-hmm. where you, you bring in your favorite dish. And um, I think it's more what Jesus intended. It's intended, that's the kind of hospitality that Jesus intended. It's, it's fantastic. Wonderful. I look forward to hearing stories about relationships that open and, and deepen because of this work that's being done every Tuesday night, Tom. Hey, well, um, I, uh, uh, there were three young ladies. Uh, they go to, uh, two of them go to St. John's and Paul Catholic Church, and they were down at the church a couple of weeks ago, and they were sitting across from a, an older gentleman named Dallas. And uh, these little girls asked him to tell his story, and he just lit up. And he told his story, and uh, and he ended up sharing Christ with them. It's uh, it's amazing. It was amazing. Hmm. We're talking to Tom Hall, uh, First Presbyterian Church in downtown Pittsburgh. Um, Tom, talk to us about something else that's coming up in the city. I mean, it's so great, based on your location, that you get to be involved in things that are right at the heart of what Pittsburgh's doing, and the marathon's coming up in just a couple weeks. That's right. We can't avoid... Uh, <laughs> you sure can. For better a lot or worse. of things that happen in the city, and it's so good to be a city center church. Yeah. Uh, because you know, Marathon Sunday is really hard for lots of churches. A lot of churches cancel services, but we've decided that God has given us an opportunity with Marathon Sunday. The start line is just a few blocks from the church, and there are tens of thousands of people that make their way downtown. And some churches are hard to get to or hard to get out of on Marathon Sunday, but you can actually get to our church. And so we've, one of the main things we do is we bless the runners. So if, if your listeners are out there and are planning to, um, to run and you can't go to your normal church on Sunday, we wish you would come by the church uh, starting about 545 down to 630, around to 630, and we will be out on the front porch of the church, rain or shine, we will be playing inspiring music, and we will be praying for you and blessing you. You know, so many people run for a cause, and they run for a higher power. And and boy, when you hit about the 20-mile point, it's a spiritual experience. <laughs> I bet it is. And, and uh, we want people to know that uh, God is with them. God is the wind at their back. God is lifting them up. And um, God has put us right near the start line, and so we want to lift people up. We want to... We want to be known for that. Outstanding. Well, well, Tom, we, we always appreciate mm-hmm. the work you do. It's always good to hear. The outreach that you're part of, uh, especially your ministry itself, it's just outstanding. So thanks an awful lot, and uh, keep moving forward. We love you guys, and thanks for thanks for checking in. Yeah, it's always our pleasure. 
First Presbyterian Church, downtown Pittsburgh, Reverend Tom Hall. They're helping the marathon Tuesday nights. They're helping people who are living in the city of Pittsburgh. Information about First Press on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Hey, stick around. I, I got a great story from a friend. Be right back. Give those old, saggy, leaky gutters a good spring cleaning the easy way by saying goodbye to them for good. Protect your home from water damage and stay off the ladder with LeafGuard, the only patented one-piece seamless covered gutter system. No more leaves and debris. LeafGuard attaches directly to the fascia with patented internal brackets using screws, not nails. So it's not coming down even in rough weather. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard now and take advantage of great savings like 70 percent off labor in installation. That's 855 the number 4 new gutters. Call now and you'll even get a free $100 restaurant.com gift card along with your in-home estimate. Call 855 the number 4 new gutters and get LeafGuard today. 855 the number 4 new gutters. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. See anglergutter.com slash current offers. Subject to change without notice. LeafGuard PA license PA126357. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals, seeking a skilled labor position, or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit expresspros.com slash Pittsburgh West. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day, and our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatments and save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. A bit unsettled over the next few days as the storm system approaches from the west. Mostly cloudy tonight with a bit of rain and drizzle late, a low of 48. Rain at times tomorrow, cloudy, breezy, and cooler, a high of just 56. On and off rain and drizzle tomorrow night with a low of 49 before a couple of showers end this storm system on Wednesday. Still generally cloudy with a high of 57 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. You know, even though Facebook does get much maligned, and for good reason often, there are so many wonderful things on there. And uh, I follow, you know, I don't know if you do this, but you follow a number of people, of course, you probably never meet. But the content they provide is always very interesting. So there's this guy, his name is Bill Hart. And Bill lists himself as a um, speaker mortgage banker. Okay. 
that's fine. But what what I found, I just I just kind of stumbled upon him. He's a really interesting storyteller. So I just want to play this little clip from Bill Hart that I uh, heard today that I thought was uh, really a great encouragement for for me, and I hope for you as well. Here's Bill Hart. Shoulder taps. So Tony and I are having lunch at California Pizza Kitchen the other day, and Across from us, I noticed this elderly woman sit down. She's dressed nicely, and she's at a large table by herself for about five minutes. And then what appears to be her daughter shows up, and I don't recall, two or three grandkids, and they all look spectacular, uh, ready for a nice meal, obviously. And at about that time, a voice in my head starts saying, you need to go tell her how pretty she looks. So... I don't even know if we're eating at this point or not, but the food arrives, check arrives. We're going to go down the walkway a little bit in this strip center and look for something. And um, that's the next thing that we're going to move to. So, so Tony stands up. I don't tell her any of this. Um, and on my way out, I just kneel down and kind of get into this position where I'm at her level that right where she's now in her, in her chair. And I said, uh, Hey, if nobody else has told you yet today, um, I just want you to hear from me how lovely you are. And she looks at me with a look I've never seen before and says, I know you. And I said, no, you, we, we don't know each other. And she said, I know your spirit. And it gets really quiet between us. And she says, my husband died a year ago. And that's something he would have said to me. And at that moment, I can't talk. I can't talk. I'm overcome by emotion. And I just hug her and smile at her through tears. And I leave. But here's what I know, and here's the reason I'm telling you this. I believe that God taps us on the shoulders and uses us at just the right moment. And what I know for sure is that she was blessed and I was enormously blessed. So I've learned in my life to listen to these shoulder taps because they do happen. And I believe the more that we listen to them, the more in alignment we are with God. And that's an awesome place to be. Shoulder taps. Isn't that sweet? That's so good. This happens often mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah, my, I'm guessing yours as well, yeah. doesn't it? I don't know if it happens often. I guess it. I wish if I was more attuned to it, it would probably happen more often than it does. I think if you're not regularly abiding with God, that stops happening. Hmm. I just – I think if you listen, like, like he mm-hmm. says, I feel this call where God talks to you and – if you have the wherewithal, you step out. I was—I shared this with new Mike a little earlier today. Uh, he told me that his wife regularly, to the point of embarrassment, does this in front of Mike. And and I get that, Mike. You, you know, mm-hmm. your wife, she's a little more. Yeah. Right? But, she's a little more outgoing than I am. No, you're very outgoing. As he, as he sits in a classroom alone. <laughs> right. No, like Adolf Eichmann. <laughs> no, I give her all the credit in the world. I mean, we'll be sitting at we'll be at an Olive Garden, just sitting down, and then she'll just get up and leave. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not that interesting. And then yeah. she comes back two minutes later, and I said, I'm looking at her like, okay, what's up with that? And she said, 
that lady over there needed prayer. And so I just mm. felt that God told me to go up to her and just, you know, touch her shoulder and say, hey, I can I pray for you? Is there anything that I can pray for you for? And she said, oh, my gosh, yes, I, I need prayer really bad. My um, my my son is actually going through chemotherapy right now. He's going through cancer treatments right now. And this week was the first week of, of that. And I am just, I'm at my wit's end. And so she prayed with her. And yeah, it was just, she, my wife is just so good at, at, at being obedient yeah. to that call. To hear yeah. that voice I, of God, that still small more, voice. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. it. I think, cause I think all of us hear it. Mm-hmm. Right. If no, you, I don't, that's not true. You don't think so? No. Well, then I take it for granted. You do I, take it I for hear granted. It often. No. No, that is not – no, not everybody hears that. Absolutely not. But then I think – well, at least for me, when I hear it, then it always takes just a, a slight act of courage yeah. to step forward and go, well, okay, God. Right, right. And I'm here, and I'll be wholly available for you and, and move forward in this moment. Right. That's where it gets tricky yeah. is yeah. actually doing it. I saw this quote today. Funny you should bring this up. You know, this is one of those things that is unplanned. Yeah. It would have been helpful if we would have talked about this in a pre-show meeting and then I could have gone. I think I think we did. You, you. No, I don't. I don't think we did. Right. Um, uh, well, anyway, I heard. A, I just read a quote today online that, of course, now that I want it, I'm not going to be able to find. But it, the point of it is that was that um, here it is, right here, uh, Priscilla Shire, drawing a clear connection between hearing God and obedience. Mm is a critical piece of discerning God's will and his ways. Mm-hmm. Cuz he's talking to you. Yeah, that, that What are you going to do with but, it? But yeah, that's the thing. If you don't do something with it, What's the point? Then what then there's yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's a dead end. So fabulous. That that little story, Bill Hart, you can find him on Facebook, right? Just the obedience. You hear the call and you move forward. Shoulder tapping. Yeah. We'll take a quick break, come back. We got lots more ahead. Uh, we're going to talk in just a few minutes about banning the Bible in California. Is that they're, really not banning real? The, they're not banning the Bible well, in California. It's the 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on wordfm.com, on christianradio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 1.5 WORD. Hey everyone, this is Ed Glover from Urban Impact. It's time for today's Man Up Minute message. Hi, I'm Hollis Half, Pastor of Discipleship at New Community Church in Wexford. My favorite Bible passage on marriage is Psalm 127, verse 1. It says, Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain who build it. I want you to notice three big ideas that are compacted into that one small verse. First of all, the psalmist says, Bless the Lord. In other words, if you leave the Lord out of the process of building a marriage, you're building in vain. God has to be central. He's got to be the architect. But he doesn't stop there. He goes on to say, secondly, they labor. In other words, God doesn't do this on his own. He invites us into a partnership. We, the couple, become co-partners with God. And then thirdly, note the metaphor. He says building a marriage is like building a house. It starts with the right foundation. It relies on a team approach, but it's a protracted process. Happy and successful marriages don't just happen. They're the result of careful cultivation over time. I hope you were encouraged by today's Man Up Minute. For more information on our Man Up Conference on June 9th, 
Visit us online at manuppittsburgh.org. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. They did help me learn how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house, and we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. My name is Holly, and I am debt-free for keeps. one 800 936-5496. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals, but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit A1Now.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Hagerman Law. You had your will done years ago, but a lot's changed since then. At Hagerman Law, we believe it's always good to have a second set of eyes on the big decisions in life that deal with your assets and the people most important to you. We understand the nuances of elder law, issues like Medicaid, federal aid and attendance for veterans, and how they affect your estate and the ones that you love. So let's talk. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit HagermanLaw.com. Dr. Michael Brown is with us, senior contributor, the stream, and the host of the nationally syndicated Line of Fire radio program. He's written a bunch of books, his latest being Saving a Sick America, a Prescription for Moral and Cultural Transformation. Michael, welcome back. Great to be with you. Thanks. Always a pleasure, Dr. Brown. So, Dr. Brown, there is um, there's something called gay conversion therapy. Now, there was a, a point, I, I think, in a, you know American culture where this was a high on the nadar, and a, a lot of people went through this, whether they were forced into it by their parents or not. People who were struggling with same-sex attraction would look at this and say, you know, I'm going to try to lose this. Now, uh, since um, there's been a rise in uh, gay awareness and gay rights and whatnot, this has sort of come under fire, this gay conversion therapy, to the point now where it's uh, essentially, for minors, been legislated out, where if you're a minor, you can't be forced into this. But for a lot of people, it still exists, and there are still places you can go to have this conversation and some sort of uh, therapy. But not so much in California. There's a change underway. Can you talk about all what I just said? Yes, sir. So Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6 about various lifestyles and practices, including adultery and homosexual practice. Yes, sir. And says those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom, but that's what some of you used to be. In other words, there are former homosexuals, that that God can change anyone, including someone who's same-sex attracted. And there are people, both Christian and secular, who believe in the possibility of change, getting to the root of same-sex attractions and things like that, helping people understand causes and even see positive change. 
right now, there are states across the union where if, let's say a 17-year-old boy was sexually molested by his uncle from the ages of six to eight, he finds himself confused about his sexuality. He begins to develop same-sex attraction. He's not happy with it. He says to his mom and dad, I want to see a professional counselor. No one's forcing him. It's his own will. He's backed by his parents, whether it's his religious belief or just his own preference. It is illegal to counsel him in some states. This is a complete outrage. This is an absolute attack on, on client, uh, doctor, patient, uh, confidentiality, and their freedom to, to determine what they want to do. You say, no, no, it's been universally proven that all efforts to bring about change are false. That is a false statement. Every type of counseling and therapy has successes and failures, yes. whether it's for obesity or alcoholism or cigarette smoking or depression or right. schizophrenia. Uh, and, and actually, if you look at counseling outcomes for those struggling with same-sex attraction, these do better than some of the other areas. Well, California has now gone one step further, and it's a giant step. They are seeking to make it illegal. A bill has already passed the assembly with an overwhelming vote to pass. They are now seeking to pass a bill that will make it illegal for anyone of any age to get professional help if they are same-sex attracted, if they're confused about their gender identity. If you said, I, I'd like to meet with a counselor and sit down and talk and try to get to the root of this, illegal. Not only so, it, it goes further than that. You talk about an assault on religious freedom and freedom of self-determination. It goes so far as to say that if you are, say, promoting literature, if there is a, a financial transaction, so my book, Can You Be Gay and Christian? If you, a pastor, told someone you should go to our church bookstore and buy that, that would be illegal. I have dubbed this the must-stay-gay bill, and I've asked the question, is California to go from banning religious books to burning religious mm -hmm. books? It's completely outrageous. The whole nation needs to stand up against this. And if this goes through, I mean, if there's not a massive backlash to this, we are in big trouble. So, Dr. Brown, just to be clear, this is just in the talking stages in the California legislature, yes? Well, it's, it's passed through the Assembly. It's been approved by the Assembly. And there may be one more vote, and then it goes to Governor Jerry Brown. But it's well on its way to getting through. It's at least cleared one of two major hurdles, and then the last will be to be signed by Governor Jerry Brown. Now, can you imagine that the hope of some Californians will be that Jerry Brown will veto this. That's not the best position to be in as a conservative Christian. Wow. Michael, it makes me think that we have um, not argued our position as well as we might have. Who, Christians? Yes, as well as we should have. And not just Christians, anyone who's on the side of religious freedom. Um, it seems like, is the horse already out of the barn? Or, or, or is there still time for people of goodwill and you know a strong intellect to get into the public square and say, wait a minute, do you see what's happening here? Do you see how we're shutting down the right of individuals to have their own freedom of conscience? Yeah, it, it's a little of both to be sober and honest about it. The horse is out of the barn, but the horse could be brought back into the barn. But right now, things are really out of control. The fact that a number of states have made it illegal for a minor to receive counseling. Mm -hmm. now, th think of a 10-year-old boy who feels like he's a girl on the inside. He's not happy with that. He wants to go for counseling. That is illegal in, in a number of our states. The fact that these talking points are just the norm 
that everyone just accepts that. They call gay conversion therapy is harmful. You're going to throw some kid in the room and give them shock therapy and torture them. And that this is just believed. When, when this was passed in New Jersey, it was passed largely on the false testimony of one person who, from what we could tell, made up their story based on a RuPaul movie, using the same name for a place from a RuPaul movie that was allegedly the, the, where they were brought for, for conversion therapy against their will. And people, you have legislators actually voted based on this. It means we're in real trouble. When, when Caitlyn Jenner and Jenner being celebrated as woman of the year is just no big deal now, where these things are just accepted, where you don't want to misgender someone. We've even got these terms, the horse is way out of the barn. And, and to be candid, I don't think it's that Christians have failed to articulate things clearly. I think we've just failed to speak up. We've either been unaware, or it's not our battle, or it's too messy. You know what happens when you address these things, the hate that comes your way and the criticism, and some of the hate is from people who've been hurt, and, and now they feel like we're hurting them more. I understand where it's coming from, but you're going to get tarnished. You're, you're a local church or a pastor. You're going to do a series on this. You're going to have nationwide attention on you. A lot of people just think, I'm going to avoid this. It's not so bad. The storm's going to pass. We have been sadly deceived. It's basically yes. like we gave people the keys to the door and let them lock us in. So, Dr. Brown, if you're a young man or a young woman and you are confused about your sexuality, and if you, whether through your parents or of your own devices, went to see a therapist and wanted to have a conversation, of course, no one would stop you in that conversation because what goes on between a therapist and that client is, is a private matter. But I, I guess that you know in the in the in the past there have been gay conversion what um, clinics maybe for a lack of a better word where that was advertised openly right and I think there was shaming involved in that I mean we've had a couple of people on the show who've talked about that right. people who you know are s- still seeking in their faith and just had a a, bad da- experience. a damaging experience, damaging experience. Yeah. right? So th- those places, then, essentially, they're out of business—a clinic or whatnot—and they would not openly advertise gay conversion therapy. Yes. Well, well not not just that, and, and of course, there have been some bad practices and some abuses, and right. it's terrible. I, I regret it, but once again, that's not unique here. For example, shock therapy used to be used for a wide range of, of things in, in decades past, and, and that's not the case now. So, yeah, there, there have been things that have been helpful, things that have been unhelpful, but it, it's, it's, it goes beyond just a, a place that specializes in helping people with special uh, sexual brokenness or a ministry that does that and, and mm-hmm. charges for a counseling fee. This is literally a private practice, a psychologist, a psychiatrist. How do you know? that the person going in there for counseling is not a plant who's not going to report you for breaking the law. So it would be illegal for anyone, it would be illegal for a pastor in a church, let's say as a tithing member, one of the benefits you have is that you get pastoral counseling for free in this church. That's one of the benefits of being a member. So in a sense, there's a financial transaction. It would be illegal for the pastor to sit and counsel with a congregant Right. over this if there was any type of transaction involved. Okay. That's how far-reaching this goes. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking to Michael Brown. Michael Brown is senior contributor to the stream and the host of the nationally syndicated Line of Fire radio program. Now, Michael, I'm not disputing with you that there's a problem here that needs to be addressed. No way. But, I, but my additional question is, so this is the fruit of the tree. I'm 
I'm wondering how we get back to the actual trunk of the tree. I mean, how do we? How you don't. Do we, I don't how think do it's we, gone. But how do you, you? So you think there's no hope in no, getting back think, to the no, trunk of the tree? No, See, look, I feel I feel like there has to be there a way. Isn't. There has to be a way to talk to to no. fair-minded people about differences. No, 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 no. That's long since gone. So, my, Dr. Brown. So we follow Rod Dreher on Twitter, and and Rod posted something today that he retweeted at a second grade classroom in an elementary school that this person was from there's a large chart on the wall of a second grade classroom where it breaks down the various sexual couplings gay straight transgendered yada yada you know all the things that you can imagine that's laid out there in sort of a diagram for all the second graders to try to configure and understand sexuality at that early second grade age i mean that kind of stuff to me is just wacky activism but that's mainstream. But it's not mainstream. It's still wacky activism. No, no. It's no that is not it's, mainstream. Well, it's, it's, it's becoming increasingly here. I've been documenting this since 2004. I, I could show you charts like that going back over a decade when we were shouting and people weren't listening. So I, I agree that Rod Dreher has done a great job saying this Benedict Option book of really showing how dark and dank things are. But I don't believe now's the time for retreat. I believe we have to soberly look at this. Lazarus doesn't mean aspirin. Lazarus needs resurrection. In my book, Saving a Sick America, I lay out how sick we are. I mean, in very clear terms, in many, many other areas. Hardly even focus on this because there's so many other areas to focus on. But then I go back through American history. Before the Great Awakening in the 1700s, ministers thought religion lay dying in America. Around 1800, Chief Justice John Marshall reportedly said that it's too late for the church in America, too far gone to ever recover. April 1966, Time Magazine headline, Is God Dead? Five years later, June 1971, The Jesus Revolution, and I got saved in The Jesus Revolution later that year. So we may have to hit bottom in certain ways. Complete cultural anarchy may have to hit. Uh, Christians may literally go to jail just for some of the things we're talking about. But I believe if we'll determine to stand, because most of us haven't even stood most of us are still on the sidelines denying the reality of things. I believe if we'll get serious, start to cry out to God with holy desperation, start to determine, I'm going to get, I'm going to get involved in my schools. If we would simply do it across the country, we could see change come. And with that, if we'll pray for awakening and revival, there's hope. In the natural, it's too late. But with God, change can come. But first thing, we've got to recognize the urgency of the hour. Hmm. Michael Brown, it's always... It's always a treat to have you with us. Um, this wasn't the most uplifting of our conversations, no, but, but I it's certainly what, but appreciate it, your but vision and your activism. Is. It's what it is, and, and I, I appreciate your call to accept the situation in our culture for as it's expressing itself, and then to get involved if you don't like it and, and speak your piece. That's Very the only nice. way it's going to change. Michael Brown, thank you. Dr. Brown's latest work is called "Saving a Sick America: A Prescription for Moral and Cultural Transformation." Dr. Michael Brown. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road. Then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? 
Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. This is today's entertainment answer. I'm Matt Mungle. So who's going to be the best new baker in America? Nine world-class bakers compete for bragging rights in Season 2 of Food Network's primetime competition series, Best Baker in America. Food Network star Jason Smith returns as judge to determine which bakers possess the artistry and creativity, with one baker earning the grand prize and title of Best Baker in America. Again, check it out on Food Network starting May the 7th. And for more entertainment answers, visit the family section of mungleshow.com. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. Hi, this is John Hall. How'd you sleep last night? I slept good, real good. Last night, I fell asleep fast. Then I dreamt about tropical beaches, little puppies, a mountain of candy, and steak. I mean, that's a really good night's sleep. And I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's all thanks to my pillow, And that same great night's sleep can be yours anywhere you go. Right now, inventor Mike Lindell is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Get two full-size MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows so there's no excuse not to get a good night's sleep where Wherever you go. Plus, the machine washable and dryable and are backed by MyPillow's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and use the promo code WORD to get the four-pack special. Or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. So what did you think? I was really impressed. You were right. Newcastle Christian Academy has a lot to offer. Couldn't you just see Lauren thriving there? Yeah. I really like that uh, Orton Gillingham. A reading specialist. I know. That could really help with her dyslexia. And all of those extracurricular activities. Hey, they have archery. I mean, how cool is that? And band and drama. And scholarships. Newcastle Christian Academy. Preschool through eighth grade. In the heart of Lawrence County at nccaed.org. My apologies. 50,000 watts of cough here on 101.5. I got to be honest, I love that cough. It's good. Hey, over the weekend, speaking of things I loved, I actually loved this considerably more than your cough. Thank you. Um, A photograph that made its rounds on Twitter that was taken after Barbara Bush's uh, memorial service over Mm -hmm. the weekend. Beautiful. And it was a photograph of all of the – well, not all. It was a photograph of, of H.W. Bush. Mm-hmm. It was a photograph of G.W. and Laura Bush, mm-hmm. uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. uh, Barack Obama and Michelle, yep. and Melania Trump. Yeah. And they're all standing there. It's, it's a lovely photograph. It is. They're well, like in this some is, ballroom. This is what I loved about it. It was not – it's not posed. It's not a formal portrait. It's just you know people hanging out. And – I spent a long, long time looking at that photograph. Mm-hmm. Did you also, John? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at body language yep. and I'm looking at, you know, the groupings of the people, who's got their hands on whom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I'm like, for- like GW has one arm casually around his wife, Laura, and one arm around Hillary. Yeah. And, and Bill's over their shoulder. Right. And, and, and Michelle Obama's got her arm around Melania. Yeah. And I, you know, it just made me think so. Is politics just a job? 
you know, so so it's like uh, it's like hockey players who go out and fight it out on the ice, and then they go off the ice and they're all friends again. I mean, I is that what so. this is? No, I think it is. Uh, it I do. I think it is. I don't know. Um, I think they, you know, for the most part, other than Melania, they're they're out of active service for the government. Way out. So they're like, that's good. But when you see Hillary and GW standing next to each other, I love that. So it's a, it's not a, it's a game. It's, oh, it's a, game. a game. It's a game and it's a job. And like, these are the winners and, of the game. Like any other job. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Some breaking news. The latest numbers are nine dead and 16 injured in Toronto. Canadian police say a van apparently jumped a curb earlier today in a busy intersection in Toronto and struck several people. They say the driver fled the scene before being caught and taken into custody. It's not immediately clear what caused the van to strike the pedestrians in a busy intersection in the north central part of the city of Toronto. But witnesses say the driver drove at least half mile intentionally at people. Again, nine people dead, 16 injured. Authorities say the suspect in a quadruple homicide at a Waffle House in Nashville has been arrested. 29-year-old Travis Ryan King has been taken into custody, arrested not far from his apartment. He was armed at the time of his arrest. On Wall Street today, the Dow closing down 14 to 24,449. NASDAQ down 18. S&P pretty much unchanged at 2670. This is SRN News. A moo moo here and a moo moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo moo. Hi there, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84 PA on the Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day. During this annual event, two giant tents will hold 20 plus old time crafters, sharing their wares with you like sheep shearing, wool spinning, quilting, and leather punching. Our old fashioned chore girls will be churning butter, kneading bread dough, and rolling pie dough and they'll need lots of helpers too take the tour of our modern milking facility where you get to try your hand at milking sally the tour cow the springhouse cooks will feature all kinds of fabulous eats inside too so come hungry for hot roast beef and gravy real mashed potatoes and so much more farm heritage day at the springhouse on saturday of memorial day weekend 11 to 4 let us share a little of our farm with you springhousemarket.com or give us a call at 724-228-3339 interested in trading as a way to generate extra monthly income listen up before you sign up for some garbage program or awkward in-person seminar you really need to hear about the online trader program that everyone's talking about this is the program that allows you to get your account funded with someone else's money that's right apiary fund will gladly put up to one hundred thousand dollars of their money into your trading account and the best part you get to keep 85 percent of the profits without putting in a dime of your own money apiary fund and this program are growing like crazy as a special offer, Apiary Fund is allowing our listeners to get started for free. Just call 800-959-4526 and leave us your email address, and we will send you all the exciting details of how to trade Apiary Fund's money and not your own. Call 800-959-4526 and leave your email address on the voicemail. Your free report will be sent right away. 800-959-4526. That's 800-959-4526. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck and 
he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with a better business Bureau. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation at 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. A bit unsettled over the next few days as the storm system approaches from the west. Mostly cloudy tonight with a bit of rain and drizzle late, a low of 48. Rain at times tomorrow, cloudy, breezy, and cooler, a high of just 56. On and off rain and drizzle tomorrow night with a low of 49 before a couple of showers end this storm system on Wednesday. Still generally cloudy with a high of 57 degrees. Amaki Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Monday, April 23rd. Coming up this hour, why do we love music? Our guest is Gavin Ortland, And at 535, it's A Quiet Place and the Horror of Parenting. Our guest is Joe Carter. Join us for a great hour and join the conversation. John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. That would be us. Thanks for being along for the Monday edition. It's a lovely day. Lovely, lovely spring day. Finally, I would say April 23rd, spring has sprung. Let me say, though, that as great as the weather is, as much as I enjoyed the sunshine today, as much as Mm. I am thrilled to not be wearing a turtleneck, the reason for my joy today is rooted in yesterday. Yesterday? What happened yesterday? Well, yesterday in the afternoon around, what, 3.15, a game started on the ice. The puck was dropped. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I couldn't watch it at the time. I don't, you know, I don't watch most sporting events on time because yeah. I can't stand commercials. So I have a DVR and I like start maybe skip, 40, skip, skip. 45 minutes in so I can skip over the commercials. But this time it wasn't even because I didn't like commercials. I had to drive my daughter back to school because this weekend was Easter. Up at Gro- oh, that's right. right. You, I, your- you know, I had the flu over Easter. And so my whole family, you know, comes to my house on mm-hmm. Easter and I couldn't do that. Uh, because of my sickness. So we had Easter on Saturday night. Saturday dinner. Yeah, we had 15 for dinner. 16 nice. for dinner on Saturday night. Pulled we up did. House hands. We blew it out. It would have been new Mike and his wife, except they had a better offer. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They we had c- better friends. We could have come. My in-laws came in. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my family could have made it, but we, no, were, we were not invited. No, you couldn't have made it because you had other stuff, too. Don't even act no, like no, you're No, no, we were not just, invited. No. Don't act like you were pushed I aside. I got lost in the mail. Okay. I sent that email. What's your email address? No, no. <laughs> Oh, I meant to call, but I forgot your number. It was pretty fun, John. We would have enjoyed I'm having sure you I guys there. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I would have. Yeah, yeah. You, you too, Mike. Yeah, no worries. Anyway, um, so I had to return my daughter to school at the exact window of the game. Up at Grove City. So I just hit record when I left, came back, started at 6.30. We watched it. I'll be honest with you. I was extremely tense for significant parts of that game. Of course you were. Significant right? part, like Like the first 45 seconds have made me tense. No, there's something about st- – and it supersedes baseball, it does. football. Because it, def- it doesn't stop. No. I mean, it is so fast Just and furious. Sucks you in. I mean, it really does. Oh, my You can gosh. do nothing else. And it's kind of like watching – 
you know, like a horror movie or a wreck or you just, I can't help out. No, no, you no, have please, to see stop, how it ends. stop, right, stop. You have to see, you have to see how it ends. But we all know it ended it very, glorious. very well. It was too. glorious. Mike, I wonder if you might have some audio clips to share. Oh, yeah. It's when Jake uh, Gentle ties it up. Under a minute left in the second. Mata shot. Stopped by Neubert. It leaks through. And in. The Penguins have tied it. Just outstanding two, two. effort. Got some help from Patrick Hornquist as well. Mm. Wasn't, that was good, the, wasn't a good Dev Horny back? It was amazing to have him back. That was the second period. It was tied 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. How about that third period? Absolutely nuts. Here we go. And this is without Malkin. I know. Late in the second for the Penguins. Injury today. Here we go. A steal. Kessel right in a pass across. They score. That was my favorite one. Me too. That was my favorite goal of the day. And that I had eight to choose from, but that was my favorite. Like I said, I could have scored that you goal. You couldn't have scored I could that have. goal. No, because you would have tried for the shot. You wouldn't have passed it. And then I would have missed it. I could have scored it. No. And at the last second, gives it over to Jake Gensel. To John Hall. Gensylvania. Welcome to Pittsburgh, Gensylvania. Move in here on take him down. Oh. A shot and a goal! We were pretty hard on Couturier yesterday. We were. We were pretty hard on him. Did you, hear, did you hear that he played the last two games with a ripped MCL? Mm. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We should, we're not giving him any sympathy, though. No, no, I'm going to give him some respect. No, no. Yeah, no respect, yes, but sympathy not. He tripped over a beer can. <laughs> what happened? His stick trips down. Couturier. Good old Pierre. Oh, that was harsh. Pass Michael Neuvert, Eddie, from where I sit, second, played out, career hat-trick, Hornquist. This is my favorite. Mm. That's four for Jake Gensel. That's when, that's when you're turning to the people around you going, wait a minute, that's four goals, right? McDonald and puts it right out to the waiting stick of Gensel. Again, stick on the ice, Eddie, I know is a great goal scorer. You would tell all young players do exactly what Gensel Yeah, no kidding. All right, so let me ask you this. Have you ever... In any sporting event, any sporting event in your whole life, ever seen fans as obnoxious as Philadelphia Flyers fans? No, and there will never, ever be. No. Ever. I'm thinking about this a lot. Well, first of all, in our house yesterday, we watched the game with a Flyers fan in the living room. My son's girlfriend is a Philadelphian. So, you know, she was very sad by the end. She was very sad. At some mm-hmm. point, she was like, please turn it off. Now, here's, here's my theory on this. And I, I, I'm pretty convinced this is a correct theory. When you look at New York City, and Boston, in the in that corridor, mm-hmm. third place in that corridor, and I'm just saying place by you know the prestige and population is Philadelphia. So New York City, Boston, and then Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. I believe that Philadelphia historically has had an inferiority complex, and they see New York City, yeah. wish they could be as bad as New York City, mm-hmm. but essentially they're not. So they act out as like the younger punk brother. And do so. It's not bad. It's a pretty good analysis. That's what I think. I think it is. Well, how about also feeling inferior to the team on the other side of the state? Of course. That is as you know, well. In they should domination over them. Yeah. Right. I mean, as long as you're not a pirate here, fan. Like I, I, the NHL should step in. That at the end of that game yesterday. What are they going to do? I don't know what they're going to do. They've already got massive nets up. I don't know what they're going to do, but you know, they, they have should... to do something which tells people in Philadelphia you cannot throw half-filled or filled beer cans onto the ice. Here's the problem. Here's what I heard: that the only people who possess the beer cans are those in the luxury boxes. 
So how does Come that work? Come on. That's what I heard. There are people so in luxury matter. boxes that are throwing that, beer. Who are people throwing other stuff, too. Uh, I don't know. And this has been going on for years. Of course it has The been. NHL would try to do something. Wait, nothing would work. Wait, no, I don't know this. When you go to the paint, do you get a beer can or do you get a plastic cup? You get, you get a plastic you cup. You get a plastic cup. Okay, yeah. which yeah. makes sense, Right, of course. It? I'm not sure why they're giving... Here's the other thing, though. There was a game... I don't remember if this was last season or the season before. Philly gave out bracelets of some sort. Mm-hmm. And the, a whole bunch of bracelets, of, again, Found because, the, because the, the fans are idiots, ended up on the ice. And they gave them, uh, I think it was a four-minute major penalty oh, because really? of those bracelets. Now, here's the problem. At the end of a game like yesterday, when there's no next game, no. I don't know what you're going to do. Here's, but you have to come up with something. That's your product. Here's what they should do. Next season, they should give the Flyers a four-minute major in every game. I think it's fine. Okay. I think it's a good I idea. Every game, they get a four-minute major. Yeah. All right. I like fine. I, I like that. The good right. news goes to the Pirates. No, wait, the fans yeah, but wait. Here's the thing. Don't yeah. forget National Poetry Month. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because we have a we have an amazing, amazing connection between yesterday's glorious win and National Poetry Month. Now, you know, I, I've been trying to immerse myself in poetry over the last. And by the way, thank you. I got three other emails over the weekend. People just urging me on the poetry bandwagon. Like, you know, you mean because of the gap in your education? Yeah, in my training. Yes. Which just is the gap. Yeah, quote unquote gap in my training. Uh. Anyway, so we've been saluting National Poetry Month by I've been pledging to read a poem every day of mm-hmm. April, which I have done, and Faithfully. to read one. Faith, I thank you, and to read one on the air. Um, and today's is penned by the Patrick T. Lanigan Funeral Home and Crematory in Turtle Creek, PA. Very nice. I know, guys. and you think I didn't know those guys were poets. No, no. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you how much of uh, how poets they are. Soft hearts. If Mike, you'll play my poetry music, please. Mm. Do you want to hear the title of the poem? Please. In loving memory of the Philadelphia Flyers. That is so pretty. April 11th to April 22nd, 2018. Love you. It was a short life. The pen saw you getting tired, and the cup was not to be. So they sent you home to Philly. Better luck in 2019. Your teary-eyed fans watched you and saw you skate away. Although they cheered you dearly, they could not help your play. Mm. Your season is now over. It's time to take a rest. Once again, the pens have proven that Pittsburgh is the best. <laughs> I believe in the annals of poetry that may be the most heartfelt, beautiful penning I've ever heard in my life. It's so gorgeous. Loving memory of the Pittsburgh. No, of the Philadelphia. I'm into that. Okay, let's take a quick break. As the jazz starts up in the background, mm-hmm. the question next, why do we love music? Gavin Ortland will join us to answer that question in just a few minutes. So the only thing really keeping you from enrolling your children in Christian school is sports? Trinity Christian School answers that concern with boys' soccer, girls' volleyball, and track for boys and girls. A well-rounded Christian education with the sports opportunities you want? Now that sounds really good. Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. 412-242-8886. Hey, many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and you know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. 
But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings, 40, 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins, because Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees. Whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So... Why don't you call Marley Financial now, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. Find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or online at marleyfg.com. One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals, seeking a skilled labor position, or administrative work. Maybe you're an executive looking for a career that fits. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. Visit expresspros.com slash Pittsburgh West. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mountain Union, PA for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendiza, and more for just $101.50. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. All of heaven is filled with music, men and women. There are more hymns in the book of Revelation than any other book than the book of Psalms. And when we get to heaven, people say, what are we going to do? We are going to praise God in every conceivable way that is possible. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Escape the Coming Night, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit A1Now.com. Who is the uh, musician here? What's his name? Jeff? Pat Coyle. Pat. Pat Coyle. That's very nice. We've had some uh, requests about that. Pat yeah, Coyle. we uh, we premiered some new uh, bumper music and theme music maybe three or four months ago. Yeah. And uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback on this gentleman who has supplied this music for us. So. Very nice. Kind of jazzy. Yeah. So we're going to try to find him. Talk to him on the air. Bring him on the air. Yeah, so Pat. what would the world be like without music? I mean- it's hard to imagine because it's so deeply embedded into mm-hmm. our bones. We are a musical people, are we not? Yeah, and we can hear. Yeah, you know, we were. Uh, my family was at a, an event where there was a pipe organ, an actual pipe organ, a few weeks back. Yeah, that's fabulous. And um, don't you love a pipe organ? Well, my daughter was like, you know, I hate what? Pipe, what? I, hate, I hate pipe organs. Oh, and I said, really? T- tell me about that. Why do you hate that? And she said, well, it's just so much. And it is so much. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we we talked to her about, you know, the the 
invention of the pipe organ and how amazing it was and how that was the that was quite possibly the loudest thing that someone would have heard at that point no doubt. ever and the yeah. and often the only instrumental music um Live maybe music. maybe someone would hear other than something like a guitar violin. or a lute or something like that and even violins at that point were pretty were for the frou-frou mm-hmm. you know they weren't for the common person um, and so that was like the electric guitar of today, like yeah. just an unbelievably loud instrument you can't walk away from. You have to, you know, enter into it one one way or another. But it just we're so used to music; it's so everywhere, it's so at our disposal that something like a pipe organ that would have taken the attention of everyone who heard it at the time, you know, it's just another sound of it's just another sound we hear now. Yep. Why do we love music? Gavin Ortland has asked that question. Gavin is a pastor, a blogger, an author. He's currently working as a fellow at the Carl Henry Center for Theological Understanding at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School in Deerfield, Illinois. At his blog, he wrote a piece, Why Do We Love Music? Gavin, welcome back to the show. How are you? Doing well. Good to be with you guys. Thank you. Isn't it interesting, Gavin, that music is ubiquitous now? You know, So my daughter can hear a pipe organ and say, oh, I just hate that sound. It's just so much. You know, and because she can go home and she can listen to, you know, Dave Matthews like you, or she can listen to, you know, uh-huh. my U2 albums or whatever, just pick whatever she likes. Where, you know, the people who heard pipe organs the first time, that, that, that was like, it was like hearing the voice God. of God. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is everywhere. And, and most people like some kind of music. I know a lot of times we have our preferences. I personally tend to like all different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Um, most of us, though, can like some kind, and we can identify with the feeling of, this is really beautiful, and it communicates a sense of significance and a sense of transcendence. And so it was uh, just reflecting on that one day. I was working at my desk, and I like to listen to um, movie soundtracks in the background when I'm working sometimes. So pull up YouTube and go to type in something like uh, Best of Hans Zimmer, something yes. like mm-hmm. that. And uh, he just writes the most incredibly beautiful soundtracks. And uh, so something was playing, and the thought just came to me, why do we attach such significance to music? Why does it communicate this sense of transcendence? And so I started to think about that kind of from a Christian point of view, and the result was the uh, the blog post that you guys mentioned. Why do we love music? Oh, so let, let's play a cut of Hans Zimmer. You included this. Uh, art, you included this cut in your uh, your blog piece on why do we love music. Play this, Mike. Okay. Zimmer. Gavin, what movie is this from? I 
think that's from the movie The Da Vinci Code, okay. which uh, is not one of my favorite movies, but no. the soundtrack is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, there's something that's um, there's a lot of motion there. It's yearning. It's very deep and strong. It sounds like it sounds like a, a person on a horse, mm-hmm. you know, galloping across a great plain. Yeah, so contemplating yeah. the depth of existence. Hans Zimmer very much alive and uh, clearly still at the top of his game, isn't he? Yes, yeah, amazing composer, and and that piece in particular, I remember, it's kind of subtle. You know, it, uh, the first time I heard it, it didn't necessarily strike me as the my favorite song, but then I wanted to listen to it again. I wanted to listen to it again, and it, and slowly it's really grown on me. And I think that's how a lot of great music is. It kind of pulls you in, and the beauty of it. In fact, I remember in the movie uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Yes. Mm-hmm. He talks about how Richard Dreyfuss's character talks about how he was pulled into music because he listened to jazz music. Uh, I think it was John Coltrane, and he says at first I hated it, um, and but I couldn't figure out what it got under my skin about it, and so I kept listening to it. And then he said eventually I couldn't stop listening to it. <laughs> so it's kind of a cool perspective mm-hmm. on what mm-hmm. music does to us. Yeah. Right, and and so. I would bet, based on people's worldview in general, they would look at music differently. So if you are, you know, a, a, a hardcore Darwinist, you might look at music and think that, what, it's just a collision of, of you know, notes that, that, what, give us pleasure. And that's the extent of it. Yeah, when I began to wonder about this, I just took a little bit of time and did some research on what, uh, evolutionists believe about music, and there's all kinds of theories because it's it's something that doesn't have an obvious evolutionary advantage right. in the way that sleep does, or food does, or sex does. And so people have these different theories. Uh, some people say that it's basically about pattern recognition, kind of the way we enjoy doing a crossword puzzle is basically the same reason we enjoy music. Um, other people say it kind of mirrors speech, and so we take on the emotions of a speaker in the same way we take on the emotions of music, and there's all these different ideas. But I was just struck by, you know, if atheism is the full picture, and, and basically every aspect of our existence is explained by the fact that it helped animals survive, it really does kind of deflate, mm-hmm. at least for me. Um, the beauty of music, because it's just this sort of random accidental thing that mm. happens to come about because it helps anima- animals survive. And to me, that robs something of the significance and the transcendence and the beauty of music. And I was just reflecting in this piece on how if you have a Christian worldview in which there's a triune God in which love and joy is existing from all eternity past, and out of the overflow of that, God creates the world— it gives you a different framework mm-hmm. for thinking about music, because you can think of music as not some random thing that came about, but it's actually a little echo of what was happening before the world was created, this little window through which to see uh, transcendence. And I find that a much more satisfying way to think about mm, it. Very right. much well, so. and I, 
And I know that I, my, my worldview is a Christian worldview, so I can't be impartial in this, but I also think it's a more intellectually satisfying position than those, than, than a, Randomness. than an evolutionary perspective. Only, it's like, it's like looking at, it's like an evolutionist talking about ki- their own children and say, well, of course you look at your children. Of course you love them. You recognize they're not just a chance collision of amino acids, right? You, there has to be something more there, right? And so I think the same thing about music. So even, even someone who comes from, you know, a sterile nihilistic perspective has to look at music and think there's something more there. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, and if you if you have a larger framework in which you believe in something truly transcendent, something uh, beyond the world, you're able to look at something like music and see it. The the metaphor I use is it's like a window to a man in a cellar. So it's this little window that there's something beyond our world. Mm. Whereas if you're operating in just a kind of nihilistic, atheistic worldview, then music is more like uh, an opiate to a man who's dying. It's something that kind of numbs the pain and distracts us from what is truly real, and that is meaninglessness and nothingness. And I just think both existentially and intellectually, um, it's so much more satisfying to look at music and see it as a little clue or window into maybe there is something out there, maybe there is something greater, maybe ultimate reality isn't meaningless, but it's uh, but this sense of meaning and transcendence we have in listening to music is really a clue to what it's all about. Yes, the beauty of God in the notes. Gavin uh, Ortland is with us. He is a pastor, a writer uh, at his blog, which is called Soliloquim. He wrote a piece called Why Do We Love Music? So, Gavin, um, the second piece that you referenced in your blog, Adagio and G Minor, the um, the uh, author of the piece, uh, Tomasco Albalioni, uh, maybe? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Very good. Okay, so we'll play a cut of this music, and I'd like you to comment on it as why you included it as, as part of your piece, okay? Gavin, tell us about that piece and how it intersects in your life. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite pieces of kind of modern classical music. And um, to me, it communicates a sense of longing and kind of a deep, aching desire. Um, and I don't fully know why. I don't understand that. But I think music can do that to us. It can create this sense of uh, longing and I remember C.S. Lewis talking in uh, his autobiography, Surprised by Joy, about how, in a sense, he said, everything else in my life was insignificant in comparison to this experience he had of deep longing. And he he called it a deep longing for joy. And he said it, it was different than other longings in that it was 
pleasant to experience. You wanted to experience this deep longing, and he came to the view that this was a longing for heaven, which is the, the place that we're ultimately made to, to inhabit. And I think music is one way to provoke that longing in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And again, it just raises the question of, you know, is that longing just an illusion? Um, is that just there randomly? Or is it maybe a clue that there really is a world out there that we call heaven, that this incredible beauty that we find in music is just a little window into uh, another world where that beauty is fully realized. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Gavin, for helping us to, uh, or encouraging us at least to look at the window. Mm-hmm. Mm. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks for uh, the opportunity to talk with you guys. Pleasure is ours. Gavin Ortland. His blog is called Soliloquim. We'll post information about Gavin on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or online, johnandkathyshow.com. Individual results may vary. He wasn't developing relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the different ologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could connect the dots, so to speak, because there was something just disconnected for her. Something Brain Balance did for me was help me understand why Louie was the way he was. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. At school, the teachers can't believe the change that has come about. Now he has a voice, whereas before he didn't have one. So for that, we're so grateful to Brain Balance. It's just been amazing what Brain Balance has done for her. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Give those old, saggy, leaky gutters a good spring cleaning the easy way by saying goodbye to them for good. Protect your home from water damage and stay off the ladder with LeafGuard, the only patented one-piece seamless covered gutter system. No more leaves and debris. LeafGuard attaches directly to the fascia with patented internal brackets using screws, not nails, so it's not coming down even in rough weather. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard now and take advantage of great savings like 75% off labor and installation. That's 855-THE-NUMBER-4-NEW-GUTTERS. Call now and you'll even get a free $100restaurant.com gift card along with your in-home estimate. Call 855-THE-NUMBER-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard today. 855-THE-NUMBER-4-NEW-GUTTERS. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. See anglergutter.com slash current offers. Subject to change without notice. LeafGuard PA license PA126357. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeo Athletics to Fine Arts, Service Activities, and more, Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. 
If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mountain Union, PA for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendiza, and more for just $101.50. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. A bit unsettled over the next few days as the storm system approaches from the west. Mostly cloudy tonight with a bit of rain and drizzle late, a low of 48. Rain at times tomorrow, cloudy, breezy, and cooler, a high of just 56. On and off rain and drizzle tomorrow night with a low of 49 before a couple of showers end this storm system on Wednesday. Still generally cloudy with a high of 57 degrees. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, Mike, uh, about one thirty or so, <laughs> Yeah. you and I did what? We shared what? We shared? Yeah. We shared a Coke? Yes, sir. Did we? And a smile. Yes, we did. We had a, we had a Coke. Mike came to my office. He said, you feel like a Coke? I said, yes, my brother, I do. So Mike was a little, did a hop, skip, and a jump down to the vending machines mm-hmm. in the lobby here at Seven Parkway Center. He had a Coke. I had a Coke. I feel pretty good about it, Mike. And look, feel good, too. Oh, it's all gone. I just... Wow. Okay. Thanks, you guys. I nursed that Coke forever. Thanks, thanks you a drink, lot. No, Kath, you no, drink right. a Coke once a week. One Coke a week. One Coke on Sunday. Nice, Mike. There you go. Yep. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, that's nice. That's making me feel worse. Thanks a lot. Good stuff. Very nice. I had it yesterday with pizza because, you know, that's that's the that, that link can never be broken. No, no. Pizza the, the and pizza Coke. and Coke, like, vanilla Coke, is of course. Mine. That, that link has to be. Is that a can of Coke? It's a can mm-hmm. over ice. I like that. Oh, it's got to be ice because it's so delicious. If you don't have ice in your Coke. Why would you no, do that? No, hey, I always feel cheated. Yeah, I feel. I feel when I watch someone do what Mike just did and just drink Coke out of the bottle, I feel a little sad for them. Mm-hmm. Like they're not experiencing the that, greatness of it. I mean, it. there's nothing like ice. No, I really. totally it's agree. Like, it, it just it flourishes. Ma- it really it, it does Aww. help. It helps me to flourish. Me, I, yeah, personally, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it does. Well, on this day in history, yeah. April twenty third, but the year nineteen eighty five. Oh, that's a dark. When day. Mike, you were but a zygote, probably. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But he still Sorry. wanted a Coke. But he <laughs> didn't want to burp on air. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mike. Coca Cola announced that it was changing its formula and introduced. New Coke. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something. Those were some dark days in the hall brain. Mm -hmm. I was not liking Mm -hmm. the new Coke. No, it was horrible. I remember the cans. I remember being in the grocery store and looking at the... I hated the can. It was like... It was like Times New Roman mm. font. Was it you know really what that I mean? Much of a difference? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. It was, and and if you say the worst. so, what was the difference? You'd be like, you wouldn't be able to explain what the difference was, except that it you hated Coke. it because it wasn't Coke. Why did they even do that? Coke. Here's the thing about Coke: is it hurts a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I get you. It, it yeah. has to hurt a little bit, right? And the new Coke was didn't hurt. No. And so it was like no. What's the point? So the new Coke came onto the market. People mm-hmm. sampled, of course, and there was, was a huge outcry. Listen, it was outrage. huge outcry. It was. I mean, you know, if, was, if, how dare you? If, hashtags were not around mm-hmm. in 1985. Can you imagine if oh, they were? My goodness oh, they would have gotten crushed they on would've. Twitter. Yeah, they would have completely crushed on Twitter. So then, how long did it take for New Coke to acquiesce? Um, it was less than a year. Okay, 
Yeah, it was less than a year. And some in the industry have suggested that the blunder was actually good for Coke, Mm -hmm. that the fans' reactions to the idea of their beloved beverage going away, along with the introduction of the new thing, created this like longing for the traditional, Mm -hmm. and that cemented people's allegiance and loyalty to it. And they called it, they they thought that maybe that that was the whole point, that it was a great marketing strategy. uh, Yeah, but, but I just think it was a blunder. Now, here's the weird thing. Now, I've traveled the world. Yes. Every country that I've been to, I've had a Coke. Every country. Pepsi? Coke. Okay. Generally in bottles. Generally. That's the best kind. Yeah. But I'll say this. Mm -hmm. Wherever you go in the world, it's still Coke, but there's always a slight variation. Right. You know, um, if you ever are in Atlanta and have a chance to go to the Coke Museum, the Coke Museum it starts out weird. You're going to you're going to walk in, you're going to be like, "Why am I here?" But listen, by the end, you are going to be loving it. It is mm-hmm. absolutely it is like a museum to Americana. Mm-hmm. But the it, artwork the la- yeah, the whole thing is just tremendous. But the very last room is the tasting room. <laughs> and you go through and you taste what Coke tastes like in different parts of the world uh-huh. because it's all different. Yep. And so the palate of someone who lives in Africa is obviously very different than the palate of somebody who lives in Great Britain. And so anyway, you can go around and taste them all and you decide what you like and what that you hate. So cool. And it's just it's fascinating. Fabulous. So like Coke in South America, I don't think you'd like it, John. No. Yeah. I don't think you would. If it says Coke, I'm going to drink it and I'll enjoy myself. But uh, you might not like it. Yeah, but please, uh, d- don't tell me how unhealthy it is because believe me, I-, I know unhealthy it is, okay? I mean, it is really unhealthy. I do. Yeah, I really do. I, I, I was tempted it. to have another can last night. Yeah, oh, oh, good. Yeah. I, I said no. Because then you get, if you ever get like Coke overload. Oh, yeah. It's, mouth, that's uh, not good, uh, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. 101.5 WORD. Sometimes evangelism can be frustrating, especially when no one listens. Or even worse, they laugh. <laughs> Marvin Washington is feeling the pain of the Great Commission when Bernard Walton steps in with a story about Jeremiah, not the bullfrog, the prophet. He had the same problem. On the journey, Marvin learns what it really means to be faithful on the next Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Hey everyone, this is Ed Glover from Urban Impact. It's time for today's Man Up Minute message. Hi, I'm Hollis Half, pastor of discipleship at New Community Church in Wexford. My favorite Bible passage on marriage is Psalm 127, verse 1. It says, unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain who build it. I want you to notice three big ideas that are compacted into that one small verse. First of all, the psalmist says, "Bless the Lord. In other words, if you leave the Lord out of the process of building a marriage, you're building in vain. God has to be central. He's got to be the architect. But he doesn't stop there. He goes on to say, secondly, they labor. In other words, God doesn't do this on his own. He invites us into a partnership. We, the couple, become co-partners with God. And then thirdly, note the metaphor. He says building a marriage is like building a house. It starts with the right foundation. It relies on a team approach, but it's a protracted process. Happy and successful marriages don't just happen. They're the result of careful cultivation over time. I hope you were encouraged by today's Man Up Minute. For more information on our Man Up Conference on June 9th, visit us online at manuppittsburgh.org. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. 
Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Visit ndrnow.com. That's ndrnow.com. Go now to ndrnow.com. ndrnow.com. The nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Bass, 14 in Country, Jeremy Camp. Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feline, a special reunion of classic Petra and more. Plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adams, Abdu Murray, Vince Vitale and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer. Maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. say horror film there's a lot of different variety within that right because a horror film could be like a freddy krueger thing okay if that's if that's how you define it and i know you're gonna you you probably could mock me for this and i don't mind i have never seen a horror movie oh then i have no problem with that okay because that sort of genre of horror film is just stupid to me I, i mean it's all if it's blood and guts and kill the babysitter. Yeah, I could care okay. less All right, good. about seeing. Yeah, I've that. never seen any of those. Yeah. However, there are some horror films which I think are just absolutely fascinating and sort of tap into this age-old sort of beginning of man fear of what it well, is to be alive. Like a- uh, Alien or Aliens. Oh, it's a fabulous horror film. Right. Right. Because Have you seen that? Yes, I've seen them both. It's a great. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a different kind of horror, horror film. film. Right, it's a different kind of feeling. Right, but it's but you're right. There's something very primal, fundamental about the fear that they experience in that. And I think it's true that we as humans we we like to be afraid. It's a good fe- it's a good feeling sometimes. Well, we like to control circumstances. We like to be afraid no, as long as in life we're safe. Yeah, right. So, but but you know the the famously. Um, at right after 9/11, yeah, in the months oh. after 9/11, there were no horror films. There were no, there was no suspense movies. Because it's a society where we're already terrified. Exactly. So yeah. the only reason that we want to be afraid is because in life we're safe. Yeah. Joe Carter's with us. Joe is the editor of the Gospel Coalition, the editor of NIV Life Packs Bible, and the co-author of How to Argue Like Jesus: Learning Persuasion from History's Greatest Communicator. Com- com- History's greatest communicator. I'm just here to help. <laughs> greatest communicator. And uh, Joe's written a piece of the Gospel Coalition called A Quiet Place and the Horror of Parenting. Hey, Joe, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? 
great. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah. Joe, the, A Quiet Place, which is the latest horror film out in theaters now. Have you seen it? I've seen it twice now. It's a, it's a great movie. Okay, now listen. My favorite movie is 2018. I've not seen it. And I, so please, I know this is kind of delicate how to do this. Can you not give me any spoiler alerts? Or can you not give me any spoilers? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I definitely won't spoil it for you. Okay, great. Yeah. So so talk about the movie then, A Quiet Place, because it stars one of the guys from The Office, and he also directed it, yeah? Yeah, it uh, stars uh, uh, John Krasinski, who's become kind of like the, uh, uh, the kind of a Tom Hanks Mm-hmm. I, or um, just man. kind of a plain guy who just kind of fits in whatever role he's in. Yeah, he does. And his wife, his real life wife, um, Emily Blunt, plays his wife in this movie. Not Pam. Um, it's, Not it's Pam. Examination. No, he actually didn't marry Pam in real life. Huh. So the premise of the film is what? Well, the premise is that the uh, there's some kind of alien type monsters that have landed on Earth and destroyed most of the people on the planet. That we don't really know much about this. We don't get a lot of backstory. It just kind of starts yeah. in the in the middle of the story. Uh, all we know is this family. Uh, all we really know about the monsters is they they uh, track you by sound. Mm-hmm. They don't have good sight or all they can hear is hearing. So you have to be very quiet to avoid the monsters. Um, and what makes it interesting is this is a horror movie that focuses on children, and children are never quiet. So trying to, trying to keep children mm-hmm. quiet. Uh, is the premise of keeping safe is just a horror, a brilliant horror concept. So, is the movie about? Uh, is it about parent? I mean, it sounds goofy. The horror movie is about parenting. I mean, it's like you know, it can't be what it's about. I mean, is it about you know making you uh, like be grateful for the fact that you're living in a safe place? Your kids can scream all they want. I mean, why do you love it? Why have you seen it twice already? Well, the, one of the things about horror movies, uh, really good horror movies, are they usually focus on spiritual reality. They, they kind of present, a, like you said earlier, a safe way to look at uh, demonic and uh, evil spiritual realities. And the thing about Safe Place is it, it shows kind of how we're, as parents, kind of it, how we have to worry about the same things. I mean, our spiritual realities like pornography and things like that, this, uh, the powers of principalities that would destroy our kids' innocence. In the safe, in the quiet place, it's kind of literally um, making the aliens that kind of um, a visually um, realistic. So you can actually see that rather than just kind of the, the weird sense you have in your gut of, you know, how am I going to protect my children from all the wars in the world? I see. Um, so, so, Joe, as a Christian, I'm sure there are times when you have to defend horror films, right? Because the large majority of Christians would not darken a theater where a horror film is playing. Right, and, and that's for good reason. Most horror films are pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, the, the the horror genre is actually just based on emotion. It's based on the emotion of, of fear, shock, disgust, and uh, there can be uh, good ways to go about that and presenting that in literature. I mean, if you look at the um, uh, grim fairy tales, they were all based on horror. We kind of sanitized them to make them safer kids now, but right. back in the back in the old days, that was the, they were horror genre because they wanted to shock kids and scare them and just uh, show them how. A dangerous the real world was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some horror films can kind of show that, and, and some of them, like the vampire movies, when um, uh, Dracula, it was kind of representative of the uh, the demonic and the uh, horror, you know, the, the werewolf and all those kind of things were uh, pictures of the demonic world from from stories long ago. 
nowadays it's more just gore and blood and guts and generally it's it's more of a just a shocky for the sake of shocky. Yeah, just thing. shock. Right. Right. Now, yeah, so. um, Joe, that famous quote from C.S. Lewis, where I, you know this is this is not exact because it's right out of my memory, but he says, you know, children already recognize that giants and dragons exist. Our job as storytellers is to show them that they can be conquered. Um, so is exactly right. Yeah. So is that is that similar to what this, this movie's movie. about? Uh, that, yeah, that's one of these things. I mean, most horror films. At the end of the movie, everybody's everybody's dead and, and evil won. Yeah, uh, and that's why I think this horror movie is doing so well is because it shows how bravery, how love, how sacrifice, how devotion can really conquer evil. Uh, and that's not something you see in, in most, most any genre film now. Most of them are very pessimistic, very um, draining. You just want to beat you down with the reality of life. And this one's and you know it's kind of weird to say it's a, a hopeful. Film, but there's really? a lot of hope in it. And, uh, That's interesting. Um, so, Joe, you, you've seen the film twice, but it's safe to say that A Quiet Place is not essentially, and I'll put this in quotes, a Christian movie, yeah? Yeah, and I'm, I'm very careful about what I would call a Christian movie. I'm, I really dislike the idea that just because there's a redemptive theme in it, then all of a sudden it's a Christian movie, or there's a Christ figure like in The Matrix, it's a Christian movie. I don't, I don't buy that at all. Um, I think... Uh, it can be a Christian movie in the sense that, well, in this film, for example, the, the people are Christian. They're, there's a sign, there's signals that they're, and it's not overt about it, but there's signs that they're a Christian family. Um, but I think that there's Christian themes that resonate, or themes that resonate with Christians, and that it makes it worth seeing. So you've seen it twice. How often do you see films two times in a row? Very rarely, but this was one time I, my wife, who hates horror movies, would not ever go see one. Actually, she she read the review and she was interested in going to see it. So I took her to see it, and she at one point she even cried. She got so emotional huh. uh, because she was really moved by the movie. And it's really shocking because she's not wow, seen okay. movies at all, much less. So this, uh, it's she was really um, really moved by the the power in particular scenes in the movie. I won't spoil it, but it's a, yeah, it's, no. a, it's a very different movie than what people say. So if you think it's just a regular horror movie, is sometimes the, the the posters of the film make it look like yeah I'm looking at them yeah I've been looking yeah. at them some of them look like it would be a classic horror movie but then there are other um, there are other shots of it that it's almost it almost looks like I'm looking at two different films interesting just the, just the marketing yeah okay so the, the film uh, is uh, PG-13 and Joe you say there's no swearing no nudity and the only place you had to look away was where somebody stepped on a nail <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not gonna I can't watch when people get uh stabbed or stuck or anything like that. So yeah. when the character steps on the nail, I had to look away. Both times I watched the movie, I had to look away. But it's a, uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not a, it's not a bunch of blood and gore for the sake of blood and gore. There's a, you know, a couple of scenes where uh, the monsters attack and they're, but it's, they really downplay that. It's really, the, the tension comes from the being quiet. And the movie does a great job of just using a uh, sound mm. to, to ratchet up the tension. Most of them, you know, they just use the, the soundtrack to scare you or to, the jump cuts where they something happens, some reach out and grab somebody. Yeah, this one you're you're paying attention all the time to how the sound, how the sound can check the monsters, which is 
yeah. which is a very different type of movie. Okay, so so I'm sure you're like me, Joe, that when you watch a film, and it's not necessarily a Christian film, but you still find strong theological elements in it that draw you into it. So were there things about A Quiet Place that you think, okay, um, I see God there, or I understand you know, the nature of this in my suffering or my pain or my wandering? What, was there anything there that you, know, you, you could recognize? Absolutely, and I don't want to give too much away, but because uh, okay, uh, it becomes kind of obvious. I mean, there's certain themes and symbols. For example, there's a a scene that kind of reminds people of um, of Moses. Uh, there's a scene with uh, grain silo that kind of kind of harks back to Joseph in a way. Um, and there's you know there's various tropes that kind of uh, weirdly point to Christian themes or biblical themes specifically that um, that are very subtle and kind of. You, you know, a lot of reviews. I know it's going to notice them, but they're but they're there. They're definitely there. All right, Joe. Well, thank you so much yeah, for this. Sold I, me, Joe. Yeah, I, I I had zero interest in seeing it truly really? until this interview. No, you know what? My wife was the same way, and I was like, because I'm, I'm always kind of going. I'd be curious about that, and she was like, Yeah, I think I'd go see this with you. Okay. So yeah, Joe, wow. you sold me. Thanks an awful lot. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, pleasure's ours. Joe Carter, he's with us uh, from the Gospel Coalition. Check him out there, won't you, please? Individual results may vary. My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different Life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. Little music on today's show. Little movies. I like it. And did you know that it's National Picnic Day? I like a picnic. Do you? Oh, don't you love a picnic? Um, we do a family. If, I, if I've thought it out well. No impromptu picnics. I don't do for sure. Not do impromptu. You're no, not I'm impromptu. not good impromptu no, you're not. in general. Uh, Pipe down. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not like no, you're casting right. dispersion. You're right. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm impromptu. impromptu. Yeah, I'm not good impromptu. I need some time to get it together because if I get all the sandwiches there and I forget the mayonnaise, then I'm just going to be ruined. I just am very particular about really? things. But like you, like wouldn't go and say, "Hey, let's just get a blanket and we're going to, you know, go in the backyard and just have." No, a, do you know why? You wouldn't do that because sitting on a blanket always hurts my back. Okay. Okay. Hey, let's get the lawn chairs. <laughs> okay, and, that would work. Okay, yeah. and we're just gonna sit, or we're gonna go to a park and sit by the lake 
and enjoy ourselves. I mean, it, that would be a nice idea. I'd never do that. never do that. I never do that. But I. But now that you bring it up, I feel it's like poetry. Now I'm starting to feel badly that I don't do that. There's no gap in your in your training, training here. No, no. no. Your you don't parents think? did a fine job. Okay. okay. All right. You did a fine job. I mean, do you do picnics? Yeah. We do do picnics. And of course, I am I see because I brought that up. My wife is like you. She'll go, wait a second. Hold on. I, I just need to. I'm like, there's no big deal here. We could go to Sheets and buy a couple sandwiches and just go and kind of be outside. I mean, we could do a picnic tonight for matter. I mean, what? The three of us? No, not us. I'm going to go home and do a picnic. Oh, I thought Mike, he was no. like inviting us. He was going to get the sandwiches no. at Sheets and no. we were going to sit outside. No, no. I hang out with you guys plenty. Believe me. Okay. Plenty. But I would do a picnic. We did used to do company picnics. We haven't done one for a while. Well, it's, we only do one once a year, and we haven't done it since last year. No, no, no. There was no company picnic last <laughs> I year. I think there was. Nope, there was not. I never get to go. No. I'm pretty sure there was There was one. not. I guarantee okay. you. There was right. not. Mike, Mike did, did you, you do go? Pic- Mike, do you do picnics? Oh, yeah. When I, I had one over the weekend. It was great. What? It was See? a lot of fun. First picnic of the year. Yes. Oh, so he's way ahead of us. Had a fire. A fire? You got what a fire pit? What do you mean? Where do you, yeah. at your house? Yeah, in my backyard. Do you have marshmallows? Oh, yeah. We made some s'mores instead oh, of Hershey Kisses. See? He's living cups. his best life. He is. His oh, best yeah. life now. What <laughs> 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 the heck? Gosh. Here we go. Okay, All right. Sorry. Now, the, the re- nice, you Mike. know the reason he had the picnic is because I invited him for the Easter thing and he said no. He blew you off. Yeah. His in-laws were in town. Whatever. because the pen's won. Oh, did had you? Had a celebratory picnic. You know, I got to be honest. I do not like s'mores. I don't either. Ew. That what? is never. They are they, oversold. They are so it's oversold. It's way too much. There is nothing time. good there. I agree. Not a mess. Everything I'll do a marshmallow. No. Give me a melted marshmallow. That's yeah, fine. but not all the rest of that stuff. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.